But you're not recording yet, so it's okay. It is. God, Gary, why do you do that? <laughs> Just so we can jump right in. <laughs> okay, 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 I'm ready. I'm ready. Right, you ready? Okay. Uh, thank you, guys. I'm going to go ahead and get things going, get things swinging. Wait, you have to do our little introduction. Oh, I'm about to. Oh, okay, okay. All right, here we go, here we go. Everyone take a breath. Yep. <sighs> what was that? <laughs> Coming to you live from the desk of the Yukon Writers Society, <laughs> this is the Writer's Nook. I'm your engineer extraordinaire, Gary Medina, and I'm joined with, by, joined with or by, joined by. <laughs> Propositions are hard. Shayla Raquel with Chanel, Baker and Wednesday are somewhere and I don't know where they are. Anyone else want to hop in? <laughs> Melissa Ike. Melissa Ike, hello. Janie, Mary, Godzilla is hanging out behind me. Aww. Allie Deathridge with Cal the Cat. Yay. And Natalie Griffin with Sophie the Cat. Aww. Oh, man. We're all menagerie up. I dig it. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for hopping back on. I know it's been kind of weird the past few weeks with everything going on and months. schedule. Or months, right. But uh, as far as tonight, um, I wanted to talk about, because I know a lot of us are really working. Have you guys noticed, do you guys feel like you're working more on your writing than ever before? I feel like I'm working on it less. Oh, you less? Mm-hmm. I'm oh, sorry, but Chanel's getting on the microphone. She thinks that it's a treat. Okay, sorry. Chanel was on the microphone. My bad. Okay, but yeah, it, it, for me, on my end, it feels like I've been writing a lot more these days than I ever have before. And I kind of want to talk about this state that us writers get into. And Shayla actually brought up a good point on how to explain it. She said, like, what kind of examples would you use to describe, like, what you're trying to say? And I I like to equate it to, like, a runner getting a runner's high or an athlete being in the zone where the world just kind of falls away and they just aren't in their element. Would you say that's pretty accurate? Did you say the word flow? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I agree. Um, when you when you put that on there and, and I saw it and I was like, oh, my word, how do I explain that? And you said, well you know what that is? And I was like, yeah, of course. I know it's a feeling though. Like it's very hard for me to describe, but to me that flow is you being completely at one with your story and there is no backspace at all. No backspace at all. Sorry, my computer uh, went off. <laughs> oh, I hate it when computers do that. Okay, so focus is you being completely at one with your story and not hitting backspace. There, There is no editing. There is no writer's block. You are completely at one with the piece, and you're just going and going and going. And you're right. It, it's a writer's high. To me, that's what flow is. When I used to run, it would. Uh, one thing I noticed about the runner's high is it was actually really hard to achieve. But whenever you achieved it, it was like the, the best feeling ever. Oh my god. So I feel like it's probably a really, really, really good way to describe um, the flow, but it's a writer's high. It's and I feel like it's very hard to get to that level even in writing. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it, the parallels are just there, you know? Exactly. As someone who is not a runner, but um, I, for me, it has. Um, a, a relationship or it is analogous to 
um, and getting involved with music for me. Oh, so that's great. Like I would say the most, the best way for me to just like compel. Wow, guys! <laughs> <laughs> apparently, I've been writing and doing stuff all day, and apparently, all the words just crashed together in my head and then fell over. <laughs> uh, the most analogous situation is if, let's say, I am driving, like. And singing, right? That's one of my main uh, stress relievers, especially at night. And there's just like this oneness that you're talking about, Shayla, um, is kind of like when I get into a song so much and it's like very, it's harmonious. Yes. I didn't mean for that to also be a musical term, but it is like this, this balance and this just like perfect connection. Yeah. Yeah. Connection. And I imagine maybe that's what a runner's high could feel like. I imagine both release some form of like feel good brain chemicals and whatnot. And that for me, when the words are just coming and, and it's just like effortless. Yes. And a runner's high aside from the endorphins makes you feel like you're on top of the world. And I think that having that flow as a writer makes you feel that way. That's just my thoughts. Totally. Uh, yeah, I, go ahead, Ellie. Sorry. Oh, you're good. You're good. I think of it also as like the abs- the absence of conscious decision making. That's you good. To, you don't have to make decisions. They just they just flow. Yes. Is, I mean, I know I'm using the word in the definition, but <laughs> 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 they just come to you naturally um, without much effort. Like uh, also was saying, just effortlessly. Mm. Yeah, Without totally. self-doubt along Without the way. Without self-doubt. Oh, yeah. Right? That's kind of what you're saying. Like, you're not... Or, like, Shayla's like, you don't mm. hit backspace a lot. You feel like you know what you're doing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You feel like you're at the top of your game. And you don't question yourself. At the top of your field. Mm-hmm. Totally. Man, that's some fantastic operations. And uh, so we know what it kind of means to us each. But... Uh, do you notice it, or is it kind of a fleeting thing you appreciate? Because, like, sometimes you get so lost in the sauce, you don't even realize you're there, you know? I want to be lost in the sauce, whatever that means. I feel like... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like I... I'm, like, hyper... You know, you're good. <laughs> I feel like I'm uh, hyper aware of it. Like, when I'm typing, I almost feel, like, disconnected from myself. I'm like, oh, look at me go! Woo! (laughs) I'm the complete opposite. If I become aware of it, I lose it. Yeah, that's me. Why do you feel like you lose it, though, if you're aware of it? Wouldn't that, like, hype you up to keep going? Or am I missing something? Not quite, because if I notice that I'm really into that groove and I'm really getting into it, a different part of my brain turns on and starts thinking. Oh. Everything and thinking and overthinking, going, oh, was that the right word? And I end up... You second guess everything you just wrote in that flow, because now you're thinking, well, if I wrote it that fast and efficiently, what if it's all garbage? Is that what happens? Exactly. If, If my brain turns on, it's over. Yeah, pretty much. Gotta turn that brain off. What about? Don't need brain while writing. Totally. (laughs) But what about you, Janie? Like, how's it like when you get lost in the sauce? Um, lost in the sauce is now one of my favorite phrases. (laughs) 
Thanksgiving. Thank you, Judy. I love that so much. <laughs> oh, and I have been joined in the room as Samwise. So, Sammy boy. Um, I. <sighs> I am trying to think the last time I got in the group, like I have been editing my kids' books for so long. I haven't really done a long span of just type, 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 and getting into a longer story, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe even like the Shivers in the Night story was the last time I was just like, went with the flow, just whatever came out, came out. Um, cause I'm usually an organizer and I want to outline everything. So. You can um, still have the flow even with outlining. Um, I don't know. Can I answer in the frame of like reading a book? Like sure. flow that way? Yeah. Okay. Because I was very aware of that this week. As y'all know from the workshop, I set aside like all my free time, every ounce of it to reading like, no social media, no texting, hardly any texting, um, no, you know, anything else. Like, it just went, well, obviously I had my toddler, but besides Luke. <laughs> besides taking care of another human being. <laughs> the free moments I had from that. Um, and then in the evenings, I was just reading voraciously. And I remember at one point he was napping and I was reading. And I don't know what happened, but I got jolted out of the story Wait, let me back up. Sorry. Pedaling backwards. The first two days, I was like full on obsessing over this one book series that I was just, just, just flying through the chapters. And I woke up on day two and I was like, you know, when you go to bed and it's, it's all consuming your brain, the thing you just read yes. last, right? And then the, it's the first thing you think of when you wake up. So I did that, but I don't know if, like, mom exhaustion brain just was like, oh, my God, like, I can't put myself out there anymore. Like, I love reading, but also I was like, do I want to sign up and and commit all these emotions and, along with time and, like, just being attached to them and, like, the attention and the brain space? Because that just sounds tiring in itself and I was like why am I thinking reading is tiring but I just kind of go from like there it's like all or nothing for me like either I force myself to get through a book because it's like meh or it's amazing and um and you can't stop me but I was like holy cow like I'm I'm gonna be obsessing over this for the next seven but days. but you are saying this in like an almost a negative light like you shouldn't obsess over it is that what I'm understanding I went, when I woke up, I was just like, it almost, it almost was a negative thing. Cause I was like, dang, I am going to be wrapped up emotionally in this. And I'm already stretched pretty thin and feeling like, um, all this quarantine stuff and relationships and, you know, everything else that just like fills up your head and your heart. It was like, do I do that for this fiction? But, um, but I dove right back in and I, and I, you know, of course, like I said, I was obsessing the rest of the week over it. And, um, but when you talking about the flow, like when you get jolted out of it, that, that was a huge interruption. I was like, Oh, I was totally in that world and that story. And now I am conscious of sitting on the couch while Luke's napping and I'm turning the pages like, you know, but you, you just, 
just let your mind wander back into the world. I mean, if it's good writing, it can happen, but, um, so then it's yeah, immersive. Yeah, I don't know. Things have to be lined up and, and yeah, for, for that, for, <laughs> never mind. I was going to go a different way. I don't want to go down that route. So <laughs> do you want to recommend the series? Oh, it's a manga series. I don't think y'all are read it. What? Who are you talking to? And you, yeah, but you, t- you do realize other people listen to this podcast. They might be interested. They don't share it, but okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yowza. All these flavors and you, you choose, choose to, to be, be salty. salty. <laughs> what? Is that a quote? Yes. <laughs> I'm is sorry. That, is that SpongeBob? I almost said SpongeMan. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's keep moving, people. Melissa, how about you? When you get lost in the sauce, do you notice it? Oh, she's chewing. Sorry about that. (laughs) I put her on the spot. I was laughing, and then I wasn't chewing my food. Um, I feel like, um, I'm trying to think of what was it? Some other part of my mind knows it. So maybe, like, How to describe it? It's like a different part of my mind and it takes over. I'll say this. Do you want to hear? I don't know if this is interesting, but okay. Go with me for a second. We're going. So Felicia Day is an actress, a gamer, um, you know, writer, producer, and she came out with a book called Embrace Your Weird last fall, which is a I remember that creativity. She's got like kind of exercises in there. Um, for like sparking creativity and also talking about like things that hold us back from it and overcoming those. So a few weeks ago, she actually had an exercise where you were supposed to like set up your phone and record yourself for five minutes while you, you know, were doing whatever you were going to do. I'm like, okay, well, writing on this book is what, or working on this book is what I'm going to do because it goes along with this whole thing that whole series of exercises she had. And I was like, well, this feels weird, but okay. So I like set my phone on a shelf and I recorded it myself and I like did a couple things around the house and then I sat back down to the book and I, when I went back and watched it, I was like, wow, I focused, I could see myself like doing this. I sit down and I'm just like, just like into it. And I saw myself like go into this concentration mode. I was like, is that what I look like? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, dang, I am no longer present in this room. I am in what I am doing. And I was like, I am good at focusing. I've never like thought that before. I've always thought that about you, just so you know. What'd you say? I've always thought that about you because I've been there with you when you're writing and you go to another planet. <laughs> I do. I, I saw myself go there. It was a weird. Now I want to say, I want to qualify by, qualify by saying I'm not always good at focusing. Well, when I'm good at focusing, I'm good at focusing. When I get lost in the sauce, I'm really lost in the sauce. <laughs> you're saucy. I'm saucy and I can jump out of the sauce and then depending on the circumstances, even if I get distracted or do something else, I can pretty much go, like, dive back into it. Wow. Um, so I learned that about myself. I think if I re- if I did that exercise, it would absolutely be one of my worst nightmares. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't watch my own videos. Okay. Or well, listen to my own audio. You should, though. Point. 
you would see the delightful things in yourself that we all see. Oh, delightful. What an adjective. <laughs> I would have used something else more like slightly disturbing. <laughs> well, well, sure. Well, delightful can mean a lot of different things. It sure can. <laughs> you just like to hear your voice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Your, your intense focusedness would be a different thing. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I think that that um, exercise itself is genius. I mean, despite it being a nightmare, it's genius. Yeah, it is kind of both. It's both. (laughs) (laughs) So did it feel like, in a really weird way, in order to get into the groove of things, that you were kind of like competing with yourself because you knew that you were recording what you were doing, and if you you didn't want to have to sit back and watch that video where you just kind of start... Oh, I better go wash the dishes real quick. Or, you know, like, is that kind of what one of the reasons behind it is? The reason behind it is that you're, her, the whole overarching exercise, she takes you through this series where you're turning yourself into a superhero. What would your superhero do? What would the powers be? How would you act? What are your strengths? Um, what do you look like moving through everyday life? It's like, it's, it's a big thing all the way to the point of now there's a movie about you and draw your own poster. I haven't gotten there yet. Wow. Um, but it fit into that somehow. And uh, I think going into it, I would have thought I better be perfect so that I'm impressed with my own video and I don't disappoint myself. Yeah. But the crazy thing was once I hit record, and I did, I did, I w- like went to my kitchen and I put a few dishes in the dishwasher and did a couple things. And I was like, well, I'm going to just get back to this book. And I really forgot about it. I mean, I'm sure some part of me was conscious that it was there, but... Uh, no, I, I pretty much just jumped right back in. It's really cool. Yeah, my, my superhero power would be super speed. Super speed? <laughs> awesome. The opposite of a sloth. Yep. <gasps> oh my goodness. Ironically. Wow. <laughs> like, uh, what you said, uh, Melissa, really made me think of a, a point, um, you know, in which are you disappointing yourself and whatnot? It's like, do you guys sometimes feel like you're chasing after that feeling of, like, a riding high? And do you think that gets in the way of your actual productivity? I don't feel like I have been chasing it recently because I've been in research mode. Some of you guys know that I'm not actually writing my novel right now. I'm spending a stupid amount of time researching stuff and planning and plotting. However, in the middle of that, I've been writing poetry, just, like, to do something else since there's so much research. And I will admit, like, I get into the flow big time with poetry, like, and I handwrite it. And so it goes by super fast. And the other night I wanted to sit down and write and I wanted that feeling Yeah. where I get so inspired that it just like vomits onto the page for lack of a better word. So yeah, I I have been chasing it for poetry. Yes. Janie, you had your hand up. Yeah, but that thought bubble floated away, so... Sorry, I interrupted <laughs> your your thought bubble. Natalie, what you got? Um, To answer your question, uh, in the same way as if I'm thinking about it when I hit, in, hit that writer's high and I lose it, if I'm chasing after the writer's high, I usually don't find it. Interesting. I feel like I try to set myself up to get into a flow. Like, I try to outline what I'm... What I'm like the tasks, I, the tasks I need to do for the day so that they flow into each other nicely so that it kind of sets me up to naturally have a flow. It's like, 
Yeah, like today I, I wanted to read critiques and prep for this podcast and do my own writing, and I did it in a way so that I, I read first, which kind of transitioned me into the mood, and then I started working on my podcast, which transitioned me into writing my book. I kind of... my book. I kind of want to magnify the point you made because, like, I feel like you've maybe not introduced it, but you certainly brought up a good point of transitional exercises, like transitional activities before getting into, you know, yes. into busy mode and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And what you said is definitely a good example of that for sure. Didn't we talk about that once in YWS? We did. Yeah. Was it Allie or somebody else who had recommended doing, because they had recommended it to Matt. Because he was having was a hard... Me. It was you? It was you. Yeah, I thought that was one of the best pieces of advice we've ever had. Because I was like, man, she's so right. Like, transition yourself to it. JD, you're going nuts. Let's hear it. It came back. And Melissa was genius and said, just type it out in the chat and then you won't lose it. So That helps. That's amazing. I need to bookmark all of my thoughts. Because you know how we've been doing Marco Polo videos in the group? I will watch them and be like, all right, I'm going to comment on this, that, this, that, this, and that. And then by the time I get to the record, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I talk to my dad on Marco Polo every day, and I um, I always watch his, his Marco Polos a second time and then make notes. And, like, write a list. <laughs> nice, nice. Like, organize it by, like... Some advice and tools to use. Holy smokes. Oh, that's amazing. Shayla, we need that for white of dress gifts. Yeah. So I've actually thought of it before, but they're I don't remember what the price was on it. I think it was kind of one of those things that was so obscure that the price was kind of crazy. It's like forty oh. bucks, I think. Oh, it is not. Yeah. Item. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, getting out of the shower, I thought. It's very, the research thing is just so fun because it's like you're weaving together your story, you're finding all those puzzle pieces, and it just got me thinking that there's a lot of holes in my main, like, plot arc, um, but I don't, I think, you know, sometimes the challenges of being a writer really beat you down, but then other days you're like, bring it on, I don't care, so that was that day, but then the second thing um, to answer more specifically to Gary's questions about you chasing that high, I am gonna echo Natalie because I am, I just go into brain fart mode if I really try and think of 
some, you know, I just can't force those creative juices. Like I just can't squeeze them out. Like I get nothing. So if something hits me in a dream and I actually remember it when I wake up, like those are my best little nuggets that I'm like, I can't forget it, you know, and I go and I write it down or something in a song gets, gets me thinking like, um, the other day I thought of something to solve one of these issues in the YA sci-fi thing. And I was like, cause I didn't know how people were going to like travel or be transported. And I didn't want to just use the same old things and, and, um, what's the word I want? Not cliches, but tropes, you know, that tropes, others yeah. in the genre use. And I need to affirm it up, but I kind of got a general idea like to go a different direction. And I was so excited. So those little highs that just burst, I'm like, yes, I have a thing to, to carry the story, you know? So that, those, yeah. I can't chase them, but when they come, they are thrilling. Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> interesting because it's like sometimes you have your lightning in a bottle moment that just happens and you can't control. But Allie, it's interesting when I, when I was thinking about these topics in preparation for tonight, I thought some of the best flow I've ever had is during NaNoWriMo. And I thought that mm-hmm. and then I didn't think through to why. But you know what? Like you're saying, um, setting up things that, you know, flow, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Each other. For mm-hmm. every NaNo I had a list of topics and things for the, the memoir. I had like um, stories I wanted to write for the human trafficking novel. I had a whole bunch of notes about different scenes that I wanted. I wasn't sure how they're going to fit together. I still don't. Um, yeah. Different scenarios that I wanted to write out. And then for last year, which was more of like a blogging type uh, exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, I had all of these topics laid out, and so then I could just go from like boom, one to the next, to the next, to the next. Awesome. And I would achieve that flow because I already knew the direction I was going. So yeah. why don't I do that more? Why? Why don't I do it more? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. I'm more. gonna. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's hard because it takes like oh, you go ahead, Natalie. I was gonna say that that does make a lot of sense. Essentially, you kind of made your own outline sort of situation so you know roadmap of I'm going here to here to here. I, I have noticed since I've plotted the more of my book I have plotted, the more detail I have plotted of what scene I need next. I do tend to hit that flow a lot more often because my brain doesn't have to stop and go, now what? Totally. Oh man. You... Oh go it's ahead. also like you're not just uh, outlining your book, you're trying to like outline your your tasks. So it can be hard to do to Unconsciously, like think through like what's the best flow for this writing session. Yeah, it's, it takes extra extra effort. It's not always like a doesn't always come naturally. Like if you have to think about your what your what your flow is going to be, it can be harder. So I got a question that's a bit more subjective, and you guys might have to think about it a little bit. But what's the best thing, in your opinion, you've ever produced when you were in a state of flow? Yeah. Ooh, I gotta think about the oh. Sloth. Sloth, yeah. Not- Say it again, Janie, because I don't know if everybody will know if like all the listeners will have heard you. My picture book, Ready Set Sloth. Um, it looked it like literally Shayla twisted my arm and was like, You have to turn in something. And I had nothing for the next two weeks before the, next- <laughs> the meeting was coming up. So I'm pretty sure it was like the day before. I hate time constraints, but I kind of thrive under them. 
So <laughs> it was the day before, and I was like, okay, okay. The only thing I committed to was it's a picture book. Okay, so it's like 500 words. Okay, what am I going to do? And I had kind of a semblance of an idea, and then all of a sudden I just like chunked it out, and I was like, something with a sloth. What's the <laughs> issue with sloth? He's slow. But, you know, and it just like, like blew up that entire evening, and I was like, oh, here is a direction I want to take the story. And, and now here we are with you looking at your uh, illustrations and everything. Yeah. Okay. It's a totally different, not totally different story, but it is a very different looking story from back then. But I think the heart of it is still there. Like it's a beautifully revised story. Huh? It it is a beautifully revised story. Beautifully revised. I like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so happy for you, Jamie. No, oh, thank you. Nat, you had your hand up? Um, my best thing I've probably produced, produced, I guess, created, um, in the recent, more recent past, I guess, would be the intro to twins. Um, or the intro to twins kind of ties with a big plot twist that happens about three fourths of the way through. Mm -hmm. Um, those two together, I, I just, I love them. Very nice. I think I've been trying, I've been sitting here thinking off the top of my head, I would say the rotting for um, the short story for the anthology Shivers in the Night. I did outline that. Yeah. But when I got to writing, I could not write fast enough. It just <laughs> flew and it went so well and i i just i think for me that was the ultimate moment of flow <laughs> because the whole it was like that from beginning to end yeah yeah i mean i i just loved it what about you ellie well uh, i just i've knocked out big chunks of my book and um i think that's that's the most benefit i've got from flow is just getting a lot of word counts count at once and I've noticed that uh, whenever I am in, in the flow I'll, I'll sometimes try to like get stuck on one thing and even if it's part of my task outline and I've noticed that I I really have to give myself permission to switch gears and that really has, has made a difference like as soon as I I let go and forgave myself for not following my outline that's when I've been the most productive and gotten the most the most work count, the biggest work count. Makes awesome. sense. Makes sense, totally. What about you, Melissa? Have you been thinking this whole time? In terms of the, I mean, the best thing, nothing that I, uh, uh, how do I put it? Like, I think probably the best thing I did was probably that first NaNoWriMo. Again, that's where there was such a strong flow. And even though it has so far to go, I got the, uh, the very first rough, rough, rough draft of my memoir, and so I think, like, I guess that's what I would, that's what I would count. It's not good at this point, but it was critical for me to do that. Does that make makes sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Okay. I like that you use the word critical. Did I use the word what? Critical. Thanks. You're like, it was critical for me to do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to look at what Natalie sent in the group chat. <laughs> oh, your parcel tongue, Gary. Oh, my parcel tongue? That's... <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't know. It's, it's a Harry Potter thing, Shayna. Oh, okay. So I, I wouldn't know then, I, I guess. I wouldn't know either. <laughs> it's when you can talk to snakes. Oh, um, Harry's never read them either? Oh, wait. Okay, I used to know the name of the snake Hood, that can but... talk, but now I, I can't remember it. Isn't that kind of the, the snake in Robin Hood, though, too? Oh, uh, yes. Sir, yes. Sir, yes. Sir. <laughs> so, we've all got some frame of reference for it. Sorry, Maybe guys. Me and Shayla are book. just not Potterheads. Oh, Lord. Hey, I'm trying to be. I'm Look. You haven't read them either? I'm um three-fourths of the way through the second book. I watched the movies a couple years ago, but yeah. that was... Yeah. Um, Melissa? Same years and years ago, just the summer before I moved to, the summer that I moved to Oklahoma, so 2008, I watched all the movies that were out at that point, but I've never finished them. I enjoyed them, but I have not felt drawn to reading it. I was very much a Lord of the Rings person, yeah. and so, not that they're mutually exclusive, I just, you yeah. I know, hated that rivalry it had like back then. I was when I was a kid. And, you know. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to participate in any form of rivalry between. <laughs> I was like, well, if I have to choose, I guess I'll take this other one. But, um, but yeah, I uh, yes. well, TBH. I gave up when it started to get really dark. So I did. I like later books less. I remember those days when they round us, rounded us up and made us choose between one or the other. By law. <laughs> By law. <laughs> I didn't. I never knew there was a rivalry. I, I remember. Did I? I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. I I loved it when. I mean, I love the first ones, but the the later ones too. I I like how different they are, and it makes sense because they grow up from 11 to 17. So it, it kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And, I think uh, that she. I mean, I'm sure she's not the first one, but, like, she did the book series so progressively, and I'm like, oh my goodness, like, kids that were reading the, ele- the you know, the first books, because I started in elementary school, I'm like, I don't know if, if a, an eight-year-old should be reading um, book number eight, like, I don't know. Oh, but maybe man. that's just my sheltered ra- raising, like, <laughs> My husband grew up with it, reading it as it came out, and I feel like I missed out on like a huge part of childhood because of that. Like every year, I just grew up with Harry Potter, and and I'm just like I had Narnia. Yeah, Narnia's a good one. Narnia was good. Good I also got a little dark. I liked it. It was a good book. Yeah. Series of unfortunate events. That was my thing. Oh, yeah, those are good things. I feel like that fits you, to be honest. Make love and keep wanting to be an author. Wow, Gary, what are you trying to say? I don't know. I don't even hear it. What did you say? You you hear that, and you think, yeah, that actually fits them really well. You you guys ever get that feeling? So you associate Natalie with a series of unfortunate events. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I meant to say. (laughs) That was good. I like that. That was good. Why? I meant the books. <laughs> you, mean, you mean like the the quirkiness of it, maybe? Yeah. I know that's what you meant, but I had to give you a hard time. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. <laughs> it helps me transition to the next point I wanted to talk about is how do you guys create the most conducive environment to get production going? Like, do you write late at night? 
What do you put on music? What kind of drinks do you have? You know, how do you get that fire in your gut to keep going? And I see Natalie has a candle up. <laughs> Mineral fire. Little fire for <laughs> yeah. fire. Dropping of other people, though, is a hard one to replace, I have to admit. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I did find a, I found, like, a, a YouTube video. You can't hear people in their conversations, but you can hear, like, chatter. That's pretty cool. And so that's pretty close to eavesdropping. <laughs> that's awesome. I did the coffee shop vibe today. I set up my own coffee shop today. Um, for me, you know what I realized, though, over the years is that I do much better writing in the dark, not in the dark when it's dark outside. Yeah. Dark yes. Outside, yes. I don't get into the same flow, which I think is why I am more productive with this kind of thing in the fall, winter, and then before daylight savings kicks in, not a fan of daylight savings. Um, but so I have to, uh, I mean, I, you just have to stay up so late, you know, um, to do that at night in the summertime, you don't have as many dark hours. So, um, anyway, so we just have to do the best that I can. But so today I too, I put the coffee shop sounds on my TV and, and then I played music as well, concentration type music. And considering that I did this in the afternoon from like about two to five, which is my least productive time of day, I'm like, well, I got more stuff done during this time period this way than I would have otherwise. Um, oh, and then Natalie, ha, okay, well, Natalie just put this in chat, but I was about to say it too. Yeah, it's quieter. <laughs> it's quieter at nighttime, and it's also quieter when it's colder outside. People don't leave their dogs out to bark for hours. People aren't outside, like, hammering stuff and buzzing <laughs> things and mowing their lawns at 6.45 in the morning. And so I think that helps me as well. I can't, I'm just not a summer girl. I'm just not a summertime girl, guys. But the candles and the cozy drinks and stuff like that helps me. That Matt, has her, you literally got? has her hand up. <laughs> I, um, I am 100% with Melissa. Um, I usually prefer nighttime, only I, I need a lot of sleep. So it makes it a little bit hard. And the wintertime, especially, it, like right now, it's, 
in my brain, 50,000 degrees outside, and I'm done with it. <laughs> uh, it's hot inside, even though it's not, but it's hot inside, it's hot outside, the sun is horrible, I'm done. So, <laughs> nighttime is, is where it's at. But I did surprise myself during quarantine, and funny enough, my most productive times was the between 2 and 5 o'clock, for some odd reason, and I don't know why. It's very strange, for sure. Uh, what about you, Shayla? Right now, and it's, I mean, I think it's always been this way. I love riding outside. So I have a pretty nice backyard where I've worked really, really hard to make it, you know, comfortable and cozy. And so I go sit in my chair outside in the backyard and I have my drink there and I love to listen to nothing. Like I won't put my headphones on. I'll just enjoy the backyard. Or if I, if something's going on, I'll put my headphones on and listen to just, um, thunderstorms and rain. But it helps me a lot to write when I'm outside. But what Melissa said, like, honestly, I do a lot better writing at night um, inside, like in a cozy little area. If I write at night, I I do tend to do really well with that. But for Mm -hmm. me, my little nook right now is outside in my backyard. I think if I had a backyard like yours, the thing about you is you have that really nice overhang. Oh, yeah, that is nice. Yeah. that would... I would think I would sit outside more if I had that too and just didn't have the sunshine and a little bit of protection that way. Like, yeah, you have a lovely setup for that. Well, the previous owner, my friend, worked really hard to make it look nice and then I just added stuff <laughs> well, <good laughs> to make it look like I tried. <laughs> Melissa and I can make a vampire club of avoiding the sunshine. Hey, sorry, I got that's the only thing I care about from Twilight. They, I'm like, do you know that I could learn all the languages if I didn't need to sleep? But that's a discussion for another time. <laughs> I'm, I'm in on the vampire club. Yeah. What about you, Jamie? Uh-huh. You have squirrels too, Shayla. They, yeah. Can might be an inspirational. He role. is. He's actually he's more of a distraction. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I don't know. I was thinking while everybody answered. Because I feel like I am still trying to tweak and find my perfect environment slash time time of day, time of night. Um, I used to be able to stay up later, like college Jamie. Um, and then who the fuck, I guess having a kid, I just need to go to bed earlier because, you know, he's going to get up no matter what time mom goes to bed. So... I got to get my hours in, so I've been going to bed pretty early, regularly since having him three years ago, almost three. And so I was like, well, shoot, that kind of kills late night writing. Um, sometimes if I'm just addicted to a book, I'll end up staying too late in reading, and then I regret it in the, in the morning. But who doesn't do that? And so I thought... All the like other goals I want to do besides just like getting words in, you know, drinking more water, doing a little workout, maybe yoga, you know, all these things on this like goal getter list you have. Oh, I love that thing. Yeah. Shayla, um, I have tried to like plan out my day, like the 12 hours of daytime of like, okay, get to it all around the Luke time. And so I'm still tweaking that because I'm like, have a little chunk of time while we snaps. Well, it's 50-50 if I end up falling asleep after he falls asleep or if I actually have enough rev in my engine to keep going and doing something productive. Um, now, doing this like 
picture book self-hubbing it kind of has carried me over to being a bit more productive with my air quoting this uh, free time um, because I'm like, I got, I got to move on to the next stage or I have to do this research. So I know what I'm doing for like the marketing aspect. So the answer is, I don't know when I can get my flow going. I feel like environment wise, I do love my upstairs room. Um, when I think about getting some in the, I don't know, getting in the creative mood, um, it's, it's upstairs in my little nook, um, it's by some bookcases and, um, it's, it's, I don't know, just cozy, um, by window, little lamp, real cozy. Um, that's kind of where my brain envisions when I'm like, I need to go make some notes on a book and that is where I go. Um, but time-wise, yeah, still figuring that out. <laughs> and no, I don't I'm not a morning person, unfortunately. I'm just forced to be a morning person. So I'm barely functioning as Luke's, you know, wanting breakfast and juice cups and watch a show or go outside. And I'm just like, I don't even have my contacts in, you know, like, yeah, that level of, of a mom bee. I don't think that it's just a different stage of life that you're in. It's just a different stage of life and there's nothing wrong with it. And I, if, if you are not in a position where you can exert some control over what happens during your day, then that's a really hard place to be when determining what your flow is because you, there's not like necessarily getting into the groove of a day because you have a small human being who you are raising and bringing up as a decent person in the world, you know, and that's really, really crucial work that you're doing. And uh, so forgive yourself. And also it's not gonna be forever. You know, he's gonna he'll get older, he'll get more independent, and then and then that'll probably I imagine will be easier. It's just not that time yet. I hope that's my light at the end of the tunnel. I'm like okay, <laughs> I will have my life back at some point. <laughs> well, I do have a, a practical piece of advice, because for me, I feel like if I spend too much time making things right, I end up getting distracted anyway. So I just sit down, shut up, and go to work, and then I usually get into that state. And I found a way to do it is with an old technique from the 80s called Pomodoro. Did you just say old and 80s at the same time? Our listeners are going to get you. Oh! Yeah. So the post that I made with the tools, the online tools that somehow mysteriously disappeared, I posted Pomodoro on that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Pomodoro method. So Pomodoro, I believe it is Italian for tomato, if I'm correct. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was uh, developed by, well, not developed, it was kind of coined by a timer company that sold, like, little novelty tomato timers. uh, And you were supposed to set it for about 25 minutes each. So it works... You work for 25 minutes straight, take four minutes of a break, just doing whatever, and then another 25. You do it until you hit two hours. And using that technique, I found myself being busy for six hours straight using the Pomodoro technique, and it flew by, and I didn't even feel a thing. And I think it just goes back to the principles, like, any human being can stay focused on a task for five minutes, and you just let it go on after that. I find myself like not even uh, stopping after the twenty foot, uh, twenty five minute time limit. I keep going right after that. That's yeah, and that's its whole purpose is that you'll do that. 
So I think that's awesome. And really, the whole the secret behind it, my secret sauce behind it, is to not put any preparation whatsoever into it. Just, oh, so yours is more extemporaneous, or yeah, just okay. like sit down and just jump in immediately. It's very much like uh, you know how when you jump into a cold pool. Like, if you do it hesitantly, toes in and just walking slow, it's so cold you don't want to do it. The way I do it is just just jump right in, and then you'll get used to the temperature right after that, you know? That's a good analogy. I'm going to pull slowly, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do tend to cannonball right in. I'm a chicken. I feel like this is saying a lot about our personalities. <laughs> it does. It does. Oh, man. But, I mean, that's kind of the only, like, practical bit of advice I have. Like, I don't really do anything too special. Like, it's gotten to the point where I don't even have coffee anymore. I just get straight into work. And I think that's why I wanted to talk about this topic tonight was just because, like, getting into that okay. flow, getting into, like, flow, it's so rewarding to us writers, you know? Like, it's kind of what... It's what I'm chasing, for sure. And uh, I try not to get too distracted by many things. I tell myself, like, the world's the world's still going to be there. Even if I'm, like, in my own. Like, it's still going to be there. It's going to be fine. Uh, I might miss a few calls or a few texts, but, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, do we have any, uh, any final thoughts? Any final bits of advice we want to share? I don't know. Uh, mine would be that if you haven't gotten into that groove, like the flow in a really, really, really long time, take what you've learned today and go sit down and see if you can, I don't know, force some inspiration a little bit. Um, see if you can get into that because it does really lift your spirits a lot. Yeah. Honestly, it really kind of revives you and you might not get it the very first time. It might yeah. take a few times before it clicks. So that's my advice. That's like, you're never going to get into the flow if you don't just make yourself start writing. And maybe you don't get into the flow, but at least you get something done. Yeah. Right? And then the more you do it, eventually it's going to happen again. Right? Absolutely. That's exactly yeah. what she's saying. The process of finding flow is a lot of trial and error. And there is an answer for everyone. You just have to find it. It just takes time. Oh, that's a perfect sum up, Allie. Adorable. I tag on anything because that was like the perfect ending. But I was gonna say, I found it. I thought of another environment where I can get the groove. I love my hot bubble bath. Like I get in there and I just <laughs> Baker says hello. You ready? Yeah, I have, yeah, I have one of those like bathtub shelves. Wow. Yeah, I was making me real nervous for yeah, I think that's my unwinding. Gets me wound up. Yeah. Well, all Unwind right. Unwinding gets you wound up. Yes. <laughs> well, all right, Nat, bring us home. I have. I can't really add anything on everything else. <laughs> I'm. Everybody's got this. And with that said, you listener out there, you got this. Listener. Too. 
<laughs> you singular listener, well, you. To all you listeners out there, you got this too. I want to thank you guys for like joining me tonight. Melissa, thank you for hosting. I really appreciate it. You're over the record without any any issues, any hang up. We have uh, Luke here saying hello to the to the podcast. What's up, Lukester? But uh, thank you guys again for being on, and thank you guys for listening out there. Uh, oh, snaps, before we forget, where can we find everyone? You can find me at G underscore air underscore E. You can find her at... Just go to com. You'll get every link you want for anything you could dream of. JanieMary.com and JanieMary, all other social platforms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, say it again, Janie, it got swallowed. Oh, like Mary like Christmas, not Sue Ellen like two first names. I have to correct a lot of people. Just saying. <laughs> Where can we find you, Melissa? At melissaike.com. That's Melissa E I C K dot com. Same on the social media. <laughs> that was a Melissa answer. Social media. Where, where can we find you, Allie? You can find me at AllieDefridge.com, A-L-L-Y-D-E-A-T-H-E-R-A-G-E. It's spelled Death Rage. Death Rage! I'm also on Instagram at AllieDefridge. Death Rage! Where can we find you, Nat? Well, just talk to me. It's probably to find me on Instagram, and I am just simply Natalie O. Griffin on Instagram. The O is for, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, what is the O for? Olivia! It's Olivia. Oh, wow. I love it. But also, I like, oh, yeah. I agree. Well, thank you very much, guys. And thank you guys for joining us. We hope to see you next time. Woohoo! Bye. Bye.